Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tread on Me. Today, I'm going to do a short segment kind of focusing on two stories I thought were quite interesting. Before I cover these stories, I want to preface it with something. So I think people on both ends of the political spectrum, whether statist or small to no government-minded thinkers, and for the most part, I think they want the same thing and value the same principles. Essentially, they want to help others fix society's issues, and I feel that statist or more big government people see government as a tool to fix others' problems and help society out. And small to no government camps and those parties see government as an obstacle for society and helping other people. For the most part, I have a bias toward the uh, small to no government, and we can always cover that in a later episode if I cover all my political views. (laughs) Um, But uh, I often hear how real socialism has never been tried. I uh, disagree with the whole concept, but even if I did concede this point, I could easily say uh, real capitalism and free markets haven't been tried either. I do think there's an overwhelming evidence that the closer we get to free markets and individual freedom where people are working with other people to solve society's problems, um, the more more problems are actually solved, the more people are helped, left out of poverty, the more needs are met, and the closer we get to real socialism, the more society's problems are compounded. So that's kind of like a quick preference to today's episode. So this brings me to today's two stories, and this is, these stories are focused on how government can be an obstacle for people solving society's problems on a local and individual level, and how I see the government playing as kind of a nanny state, which is stopping people from addressing the concerns and needs of others. So one of these stories is from last year and one from this year. Uh, each are both small-scale stories, but I still want to cover them because I think these small-scale, individual, local, personal stories about people helping others is how society change happens on a grand scale. And I think when these uh, people on an individual level or these smaller stories aren't allowed to help people because of government interference, I think it's a huge warning sign that government is overreaching and acting as a nanny state. So the first story, I'm just going to kind of read through it because it's actually a short story. Um, the story is, health, depart- uh, health department poured bleach on, oh, let me pull it up, sorry, my internet just went a bit slow there. So the health department has poured bleach on food meant for the homeless. This was in Missouri, Kansas City. So here's the story. The Missouri Health Department officials admitted to pouring bleach on food meant for homeless people earlier this month. They claimed the volunteers prepared and served the food didn't have permits. On November 5th, uh, the Kansas City Health Department employees dumped vats of chili and soup as well as other sandwiches into bags and soaked them in bleach to stop homeless people from eating the food, which they deemed as a potential health threat. They claimed E. coli or salmonella or uh, other bacteria and illnesses can grow on the food. And then the, if they give this food to the homeless people, they're even more vulnerable and end up in the ER and even die from that exposure. Uh, members of the Free Hot Soup, uh, which is the organization feeding the homeless, uh, told the news that homeless people were undeterred by the bleach and ate the food anyway because they thought it would clean out their systems. The group said that if health inspectors were truly concerned about the health of the homeless, they wouldn't have left the bags of food out for them to sift through. The organization then claimed the health department's crackdown was actually to keep homeless people from gathering in the parks, which the city denied. And members of the Free Hot Soup argued that they're merely friends of the homeless, and if people don't need a permit to host a potluck dinner for friends, neither should they. And the group is basically scared. They're not an establishment. They're not a nonprofit. They're just friends around the city trying to help people out. I looked up their Facebook page. It's just literally... People get together to kind of help feed homeless. It's a pretty cool thing of individuals helping out. And later out, the uh, mayor of Kansas City sided with the health department 
And he said regarding the incident involving the free hot soup, rules are there to protect the public's health and all the groups must follow them, no exceptions. So I have some thoughts on the overarching theme of this story and how government monitors this and their motivation behind it. Um, so they see the reason they're monitoring this or regulating it is because they, they deem it as a potential health threat. So they, there's two reasons I could see them monitoring this. So they either A, think the organization would purposely, purposely serve bad food and they're trying to harm homeless or something like that, or B, they think by no ill intent on anybody that the organization might give poor quality food out to people and they'll fall ill. So either, either way, you know, people are getting sick off the food. So if one, so let's just say, so if the first conclusion to be true, let's say this, an organization was out there like, hey, we're gonna give free soup and purposely make it bad to get homeless people sick or other people sick. If this turned out to be true, it would be discovered. And the free hot soup group's reputation would be destroyed. People would be punished, jailed, whatever punishments come with, like poisoning other people with food. And they would basically cease to exist as a group. So there's little to no incentive here for these people to act in bad faith. In fact, on the contrary, there's a lot of incentive for this group to make sure the food is safe so the negative consequences don't happen at all. Uh, I mean, there, if you're a group trying to give homeless people food and you want to keep doing this, I mean, even, even giving them accidentally bad food with E. coli, you know, you, you're going to make sure this, this food is safe because if you don't, you know, you're, you're going to lose the ability to act like this in the future because someone's going to come after you. Um, so the end result of the government interference in this is that people who needed the food didn't get it. So granted, a permit could have been gotten, but is this really something we need government permission on? Like, does the, do we need the government to sign off that we are allowed to help others? Is it required that they, we have to pay for a permit to get, get, get these help out? Um, so yeah, you guys, you guys tell me, what do you think? Should, the, should we be required government permission to help others? Um, that, and uh, as anybody who's gotten permits understands, like there's obstacles to permits, whether it's cost, it's time, other logistical issues. So, and it, it can get in the way of, it can be an obstacle or get in the way of helping people in need in the immediate moment. So uh, that's just kind of a quick take on that story. The next story is a Kentucky man is told giving used glasses to the homeless is against the law. This is actually really recent from this month. So Kendall Optometry Ministry, it's a nonprofit that gives people who can't afford them used glasses, but the generosity is in jeopardy. Essentially, this guy has worked for 30 years to the homeless, giving out thousands of used glasses. And uh, about a month or two ago, he got a call that he had to end the free clinics in Kentucky. He believes this is a duty to help people see, because as a quote from him, because I know that there are people on the streets and uh, streets who would be off the streets if they could see. He says not everybody's able to afford eye care, and these are all the glasses that we have for this free glasses, glasses clinic, and that they're automatically, these glasses are designed automatically selected by a computer program um, to get everybody the right prescription and just, you know, just give them the glasses they need. So that's kind of a quick summary of the story. Um, there's a little bit more, more depth to it, so I mean, I'm more than happy if anybody's interested to share the few links I found on it. But what are, what are ridiculous I'm just trying to think about it. This is crazy. I mean, so unlike the other story, you know, if people got bad food, they'd be sick and ill. This story, even if someone was purposely trying to harm people by giving them bad pairs of glasses that didn't fit them, weren't their prescription, etc., the person's just going to try it on and say, dude, my vision's worse. This is useless for me. And just not wear it. Like, the amount of bad intent that can be done with this is, it's, it's, I mean, there's so, it's little to none. And the fact that the government has to come 
and regulate this and try to get this to stop is unbelievable because now that now there's people out there who need help and are not receiving it. So to kind of wrap up these two stories, so I actually think government has incentives to stop people from helping other people. Um, they do this, and they'll claim that when they do this, it's the fact they care about our safety, like the first story. Um, while I do concede there are times that I'm sure government really does care that they really does care about our safety and that they're trying, their caring actions often impede on real solutions or create new problems not foreseen by their solutions. For example, the first story, pour bleach on the food. That'll prevent people, that'll stop any bad food from being handed out. Don't get rid of the food and people eat it anyway with the bleach. So they're, they're that hungry. Or in the, in the flip side, you know, they, they've created a bigger solution because now there's more hungry people. There's more people without glasses on the streets. And the reason I think um, government is essentially motivated to stop people from fixing society's problems is because if they did not, like in the stories I covered, people would start addressing other people's needs and create less of a need and demand for government. So if you think about it, government is the world's biggest industry. I mean, ungodly amount of money, resources, interests behind it, and it's going to go to any length to protect itself and its resources and to continue to grow. Uh, people seem to understand this principle with... Uh, of self-interest and they look at a private company but forget it with government but in the end both kind of have the same motivations the difference is government can achieve their motivations and sustain it through force while companies have to achieve their goals by offering the best products for the best price and solve problems for individuals if they can't do this a company's going to fail and disappear and another company that can do this and help the most people will come in and take their spot so that's kind of my quick, uh, quick two cents in these two stories. I found them interesting because I'm a big proponent of people helping others and fixing society's needs at an individual level. And I think it's ridiculous that we have to get government permission to do that. What do you guys think? Uh, is government overreaching here? Uh, should people just be allowed to help others as they see fit? Or do we need to have some independent agency, or in this scenario, government, to actually check what we're doing for others is needed? So for sure, let me know all your thoughts. I look forward to hearing them, you can go to our Facebook page and discuss this or email us at treadonmepodcast at gmail.com. Have a great day, everyone.